0: Welcome to the Highland Gospel Mission, a podcast to all nations. Each week, Pastor Keith will deliver a Holy Spirit-inspired message from Highland Southern Baptist Church to the rest of the world. If you have a Bible, we encourage you to read along and study the Word for deeper understanding. Now, here's Pastor Keith with this week's message.
1: If you would get your Bibles, open them up to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're not going to do the whole chapter. Um, we'll see how it goes but we're not going to do the whole chapter Uh, there's actually a point we're going to get to pretty quick here but uh, there's going to be a long introduction and then the message may be like five minutes, maybe might be maybe, just making sure you guys are emphasizing the maybe words, I'm trying here okay, I'm trying, that's all I want you to know, I'm trying huh? yeah, Ephesians chapter 5 um it, it's it's really the relationship chapter um it's also a chapter though that's extremely beneficial the first part the latter part of it like from verse 22 on it, it speaks about the relationship of Jesus and the church the relationship of husband and wife and how that relationship is supposed to work the beginning of chapter 5 actually speaks on what we need as into as human beings to be able to even maintain a relationship and the, the you'll notice the beginning of chapter five. It actually says, "Therefore." If you go back to the, to the last part, he actually talks about people being good to people. Okay, so when he says "therefore," he's actually trimming a line in the first part of this of this chapter. And we're going to read through uh, quite a bit of this. He's trimming a line in the first part of this chapter, as well as the last part of the last chapter. He's he's basically building runners around people who are Christians. Um. It's difficult for us to just look at God's word and say we're supposed to follow God's word and be what God's word tells us to be. Until you know it, you don't know it. You know what I mean? So it's something you learn. That's why we see people develop in their Christian relationship. They develop in their in their growth because it's something that's, that's day to day to day. But what we're actually learning to do when we learn this stuff is we're actually learning how to walk a line not that God told us to walk just because he told us to walk it, but to walk a line because we know what the benefit to that line is. And we also know what the drawback is if we don't walk that line. And that's really what the first, the last part of that last chapter four and this first part mentions. And we're gonna kind of see some things that I'll stop and spend a minute, but we're gonna stop and see a couple of things in here that he says at the beginning of chapter five. So in Ephesians chapter five, start with verse one. He says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. This is one of those passages of Scripture that has the potential of confusing me because the Bible also says God does not desire sacrifice. He desires compassion. But here's the deal. If you have compassion, what are you going to be, what's it, what's it going to cost you? Sacrifice. In other words, did Jesus just die for us because that was what he was supposed to do? Or did the compassion in him provide him with motivation to do so? And the obvious obvious ideals are there because what happened when the 5,000 were all there in the evening and it was time for their meals and and the apostles went to him and said, send all of these people home so they can get something to eat. What did the Bible say that Jesus had on them? He had compassion on them. You feed them. In other words, zero compassion would have been, yeah, let them go find their own way. Walk off in the dark, go find your house, find yourself something to eat. Jesus goes, no, you feed them. Because he looks on the people, the 5,000 people that are before him, and his heart bleeds for them. And there are several places in the scripture you can see where Jesus is moved by what he's seeing in human beings. This is something that's an attachment. It's beyond anything that's human, and this is why he gives us the, the instruction that he gives us here. And the instruction he gives us is, going back to one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ loved you. Not within your capacity to do so. It doesn't say, give it your best shot. Close is good enough. What does it say? It says our love had better match the love of Jesus Christ. Is that what it says? Okay, did Jesus love us with brotherly love? Did he love us with the kind of love that's shared between a husband and wife? No, he loved us with a different kind of love. This love is called agape. Agape love. It literally means unconditional. And I tell people all the time, God's love is absolutely unconditional. His grace is not. You hear me? His love is absolutely unconditional. He loves the people who are going to take their last breath. I believe it's grieving to him to know that some of his creation is going to be separated from him for eternity. He loves us. walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma this threw me off a few years ago when I first looked at it and the reason was and I'd, I'd mentioned this in a message quite a few years ago how far are we willing to go to keep from smelling offensive how many of you take showers use deodorant use body spray Use cologne use beard oil use hair oil use body oil use smelly lotion so I ask you again how far do we go to make sure that we don't smell offensive to people did you know that when you walk around this planet did you give off a smell to God look at that verse again Walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave Himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, as a fragrant aroma. Me and Diana had some gift cards. We went to Texas Roadhouse yesterday. Worked out great. First thing I do, I can't help it. Walk into Texas Roadhouse. What do you think the first thing I do is? And it always warrants that, ah. right? Am I right? Do you ever notice how your reaction is completely different when it's offensive? Ooh, oh. Hold your breath, right? Am I right? You're afraid to breathe it. You will hold your breath until you're sure you're clear of the gas fumes, <laughs> right? <sighs> You see, the reason that he's saying that Christ has to be the example and the model for us is because Christ's compassion for us encouraged him to sacrifice. Yes, was he sent here to do that? You better believe it. Did he do it without any control? No, he had everything in the world to do with it. His desire just happened to be the same as the Father's. But when Jesus did that, when he sacrificed himself because he loved the planet so much that made the father go "Ah." so he gives us these lines to walk and he says imitate God as little children He's talking about conduct, folks. And the reason he's talking about conduct is because there's no way we get to the last part of this paragraph without understanding this. Because the point that I'm getting to before we actually close is just how much do you make of your time? I used to play video games a lot. By a lot, I'm talking... I mean, it was during normal sleep time, so it wasn't like I wasn't doing anything else, but three to four hours a night, every night. So I wouldn't go to bed early. I'd go to bed late. Still had to get up early. Not going to bed with my wife if I'm playing video games. Hey, uh, for any couples that are in here, I just want you to know ahead of time, anything that sends two people to bed at different times is not easy on a relationship. Sometimes people have to do it because of jobs. Sometimes people are forced to do it because of circumstances. It's never a good idea to do it on your own. Over a video game. Or a movie. Or a phone. It's not worth it. So we travel these lines. As we interact with our spouses. As we interact with people at the gas station. Interact with people when we pass them in Walmart. Every time that we interact with someone... The father's either up there going, or he's going, Oh, Oh, (laughs) what do we call it? By the way, what is it? If something smells bad, it's offensive, right? You heard people use that term before it's offensive. Why is it offensive? because you can have everything in the world to do with it. It's not reactionary, it's not defensive, it's offensive. If you walk out of your house in the morning and you stink, it's because, number one, you didn't care enough to think about taking a shower or putting a deodorant on before you left. That's something that's very easily fixed by a human being. Amen? That's what offense is. And I want you to know that when you walk through life, you leave this place today, you're on offense. You get to choose how you're going to play the game. The world around you is going to choose how to react to it. You're going to choose how to react to a lot of things, too. But the things that you do, you are going to be provoking individuals in their actions around you. So when we live life, do we blaze a trail? Is it all flames? Or is it something that... We understand that God wants us to have his character and understand his attributes because it really is what's best for our marriages. It really is what's best for our families. It really is what's best for us. It's not just about, you need to go do this and do it because I told you to. There is purpose behind everything that God tells us to do. And it's not self, It's not selfish. All right, we're going to read for a little bit. Look at verse 3. But immortality and, or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. There must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret." but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light for everything that becomes visible is light for this reason it says awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you therefore be careful how you walk not as unwise men but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil making the most of your time because the days are evil what does that mean? What does he mean by the days are evil? Making the most of your time can I rephrase it? Because time's running out. It's exactly what it means. Make the most of your time because time is running out. Scale of one to ten. When you're loving people like Jesus loved you, where should your level fall? And how big or small of a thing in our lives should it take to prevent us from doing that? Because when it all comes down to it, Jesus is pushing me into a mold Don't always feel good. Matter of fact, most times it's downright painful to be pushed into a mold. But you gotta understand that he's not trying to make us feel bad. He's trying to reach the next person we walk across outside of the four walls of this building. And I can tell you now, I know when I'm approachable and when I'm unapproachable. And every bit of it has to do with my attitude. And I asked this question earlier. Every morning you leave the house, how often do you tell yourself that you may not come back home? 30,000 people a year leave for work in the morning. They never come back home. How should it affect a teenager or a kid to know that the next time your dad goes to work, he may not come back? Or mom? And these aren't fear-mongering things. Why is this not fear-mongering, preacher? Because it's just the truth. I'm not promised another heartbeat. I'm not promised another lungful air. I like when people say life expectancy is 66, 67 years. Life expectancy is two minutes. And the clock restarts every time your heart beats. Changes things a little, don't it? Life's too short to be mean, to be ugly. And the truth is, all of us know somebody who's passed that we wish that we could say what we were sorry to making the most of your time why because time's running out people out there need Jesus the people in your life they need to see Jesus they need to hear him They need to hear him stand up in the face of the lies. They need to hear him speak the truth in love. They need to see him for who he is. And we've got to see him for who he is and and know that what it is that he's trying to do here isn't just to control us. We've all benefited from the relationship we have with Jesus and the benefit that the relationships that we have with one another, all of us have. We know how real this is. But the question is, are we making the most of our time? Have you done everything for the Lord that you want to? Have you seen change in the lives of the individuals around you that you want to? People say, I don't see how you just keep going on. I don't see all of the discouragements that are around you. How do you just keep going on? It's because the next one may be a success. Because there always is one. And how many successes do there need to be in order for Jesus to be glorified? And this whole plan, it built, it's built around us. That's why I always say I'm so shocked by this. Why would he build this whole plan around us? Doesn't he know who we are? <laughs> he created us. He knows who we are. Which ultimately means he knows we're capable. Because he would have never asked us to do it if, if we weren't capable. He just wants us to figure it out that this isn't about some just religious game where people try to funnel money out of people's pockets. This isn't, the, this isn't what the church is. It's not what the church was ever supposed to be. It's supposed to care when it's saying something that hurts somebody. It's supposed to care when it's not saying things that love people. It's supposed to care when it's not modeling the love that Christ has for us. Because too many people petition Jesus out of this. And by that I mean, Jesus is Jesus. I could never meet his standard. There's no way he would expect that. Well, I got news for you. Spiritually, you already met his standard because he paid the price. That righteousness, it was imputed to you, not earned by you. It's not, let's see what happens at the end of my life. That's not how this works. Shame is, that's how it's going to happen for a lot of people. But that's not how it happens for believers. He proved to us he loved us. And then he said, All I want you to do is do the exact same thing to other people that I've done for you. No greater love has any man than this. When he lays his life down for his friends. As amazing as that is, Jesus didn't lay his life down when I was his friend. So if I'm going to love the world with the same love that he loved me, we don't love people because they deserve it. Because in my experience, there are very few people that do. No matter how good people are, all of us have our ugly spots. They're in there. They're there. We know what they are. Everybody may not know what they are, but we know what they are. this entire life is about distractions and Satan will do anything that he can to do it i am flabbergasted at the amount of confusion in this in in this country right now i'm flabbergasted that we are having serious conversations with people about what a man and a woman is i'm completely flabbergasted to watch and hear people say with their own mouths California it's coming that you can kill your baby all the way up to 12 months outside of the womb that's murder they can debate abortion all that they want to The baby's born is breathing its own air for 12 months you can kill that baby you know what another one said I think we need to make abortion illegal all the way up to 18. How else do you know whether they're going to be a productive member of society or a psychotic person? So they show their tendencies before the age of 18, and then we decide whether we'll let them live and be a part of society or not. These are coming out of people's mouths, folks. Go back and read Timothy. Read the list of things that Timothy said were going to happen. James has got a list too. The things that says were going to happen. And I would encourage you to find one qualification in the scripture that says that all of these things will happen. It's showing the times that Jesus is coming back and they're going on. And they have been going on for quite a while because we're talking about the big things. Evil. the, The immorality in it. Well, I got something for you ready for this I could get in trouble for this well not trouble trouble but you guys know about the whole target thing right you know I haven't heard in the news much um Coles I believe was the was the store infant trans clothing well target it was children with coals now it's infants infant trans clothing I can't tell if you're hearing me or if you're shocked or if you just can't grasp what it is that I'm telling you are the days evil it's evil make the most of your time or the last part of this. I'll close. Verse 17. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all, not just good, all things... In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Now, the last part I want to focus on. Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. And this is basically what this translates into. Everything I do will be done cautiously weighing the benefit and the cost to you personally. In other words, righteousness for the sake of righteousness? No. That's without love. Right? Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ means that Jesus knows whether I have the capabilities of cultivating ground that's going to encourage growth or whether I'm running around in the dark pouring salt on the roots preventing things from growing. Because we are one of two types of people. We're either the type of person that when we come across somebody, we're an encouragement to them to be better. We're an encouragement to them to be more Christ-like. That's what you're supposed to be. But if we do not understand that in the fear of Christ, in other words, Jesus is the one watching me and I'm going to give an account not just as a pastor but as a Christian. I'm going to give an account how I treat every one of you in here and I treat every one of you different. Why? Because every one of you are different. Randy's not in here right now. Me and Randy can get into it, man. You listen to me and Randy get into it. We get into a debate with each other. He's back there in the back, I see him now. We get into a debate with each other. If people are standing outside their room, they would be like, man, these guys are going to throw fists. No, we're not. <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. I watched Randy grow up. We've known each other well enough, but I still know what I can and can't say to him. I should say, I still know what I shouldn't say to him if I'm trying to keep him from getting overly wound up. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so the, when it talked about the coarse jesting, in the, that's what it's talking about. Rough joking. We, we harass one another once in a while. It's up to you whether to decide that that's coarse jesting or not. Coarse jesting is, is rough joking. That's what it is. Subjects don't know the fear of Christ. I love to give Alyssa a hard time. I'm sure she loves to be, now her name being mentioned on Facebook. But I love giving her a hard time would i ever do anything to hurt her no absolutely not out of the question so any hard time that i give her she receives well because i'm not somebody who intentionally walks around trying to hurt her so it's a matter of whether it's rough or not as to whether it's coarse jesting whether it's genuinely rough but the question isn't whether or not it's genuinely rough the question is do you care enough for it to matter And that's where it sits. That's where it sits. I'm going to encourage you this morning. First and foremost, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you've never followed through in believer's baptism, don't come up here because I asked you to. If this is a relationship that you want to be a part of, I will be willing to sit and talk with you as long as you, as, as you would like. I'll answer any questions that I can answer. Um, uh, you'll know when the Holy Spirit tells you to come. If you're here today and you're a believer, this is really a message. It's more about us just staying focused and in our lane. And by in our lane, I mean maintaining of our relationship in Christ so that we can continue to function as individuals who have been called to function in such a capacity. That requires movement all the time. The rails that guide us, they are not tight. God doesn't make them tight. He makes them loose. He allows us even enough space once in a while to run completely off the road if we want to. So this means that sometimes we just got to draw ourselves back to the path. And that's what this is for you as a believer. If there's anything in your life, you don't have to come up here and confess it to me. I don't need to know it. You want me to pray for you? I'm certainly willing to. But honestly, if the Lord exposes something to you, the responsibility at that point is for you just to make the adjustments in your life that he asks you to make. I don't even know what those are. I'll see it. Whatever the decision may be. Please don't leave here without making it today. Amen.
0: Thank you, Brother Keith. And for those listening on the podcast, I want to offer that same opportunity to you to come to the Lord. If you've never placed your trust in Jesus, now is the time to do so. By default, we are all sinners, separated from God, and there is nothing we can do on our own to fix that. That's why God sent his only Son, Jesus, to come live a life without sin he was put to death on a cross as a perfect sacrifice for that sin and to seal the deal he came back from the dead three days later if you truly believe that and ask him into your heart you will be saved if you're already a believer this is a great opportunity to recenter your life in christ take these next few minutes in prayer and i'll be praying you Thanks again for listening. If you have questions about becoming a Christian, discipleship, or if you have prayer requests, you can visit us at facebook.com forward slash BC. Have a blessed week, and go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Highland Gospel Mission was produced by Zach Link with preaching by Keith Perrin. Music provided by Pixabay under Creative Commons.